it is another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. We are connecting with you, Italian football fans from all over the world. And be like our friend Anthony Privetera, who says, let's do it. Like that video. Smash that like button. And guys, make sure you subscribe yeah, to our smash. channel here. Calcio Con Pod. Cal well, Calcio Con Pod is our Twitter handle. Calcio Connection. Makes Fuck you, Juventus. Ooh. Man. Jerry's right out the Jerry is firing on all cylinders. So we'll introduce Jerry in a second. Let me introduce our special guests. I am Alex Dono alongside very good friend of ours, two very good friends of ours. Uh, Mas Richo from the Daily Stakes joins us today up there in uh, in Chile, Canada. I'm, I'm down here in Florida. People have been complaining because it's been like 60-some degrees outside. Yeah. How are things up there in Montreal, Mass? Minus 30. Uh, Fuck. It's, fr it's frosty. Minus 17 is without the wind factor. With the wind factor, it's like minus 25. <laughs> Wow. Brutal, yeah. Man. That yeah, is it's been brutal. <laughs> Jerry already has a fan in there in the chat. Uh and listen, man, I've 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 got a I, I'm gonna and obviously I'm I'm the Interista in the bud. Well, we got two Interisti in the group today, but yeah, I've I've got to give Juventus some credit because they've pulled off a massive, massive signing here in the January transfer window. But I do have a fellow Interista on the panel today, and that is our good friend Rocky Bobby, who's uh, up in Massachusetts, if I'm not mistaken. I'm sure it's colder than the, colder there than it is in Florida. How are you? Oh, man, Dono, bro. I wish I was in Miami with you. All right? It's it's not good to be in Massachusetts right now. We lost the Patriots in the playoffs. We lost Tom Brady in the playoffs. It's not good to be a mass head right now, my man. It's tough out here. Well, keep, uh, keep hope you're alive. A, you're a Patriots there. fan? Of course, my man. Come on. Are you kidding me? I got the jerseys back here. Boston area. Of course he is. What do you mean, bro? <laughs> uh, I'm a Cowboys fan. They're shit, man. They're fucking. Listen, we're going to start losing all the uh, all the football enjoyers. Yeah, yeah. Keep going, man. You got me going there for a second. Yeah. No. We, we did an episode a couple of weeks ago where we ended up like, I I'm sure it was the Jerry Vortex, but we ended up talking a lot of NFL for, for reasons I can't because like because because we kept talking because there was a Cowboys game, I think, on while we were doing an episode a few weeks back. And then it just ended up going <laughs> the, back, and back the, to that. The wild card weekend. Uh, no, I think it might have been a regular. Been, it was a regular season. I think it was the Redskins day. Uh, maybe yeah. the Redskins or something. I don't remember. <laughs> Fucking. I don't want to talk about it. Such a disappointment. <laughs> Jerry, before we dive headfirst into uh, a January transfer window that went zero to 60 about 24 mm. hours ago, how are you doing, sir? Oh, yeah. Lazio. See, here's a, this is the way I look at it. Yeah, I'll Lazio keep... went zero to zero. Oh, yeah, zero to, to negative zero. I don't know, <laughs> negative 10 if I add the one in. Here's the thing, okay? You got Inter who's doing business. You got Roma's doing business. You got, I don't know, who else? Napoli's doing business. Uh, freaking Genoa's doing fucking business, for God's sake. And then all of a sudden, you got Lazio who are figuring out how to learn how to sell players. Like, it's so frustrating that I don't even know if we're going to even be able to, like, by players interested to get Jerry's thoughts on Caicedo, bro. Yeah, and, Caicedo and, 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 by, and by the way, hold on, hold on. I, I'm wearing uh, sh shout out to our buddies at the Serie A sit down, Richard and Frank. Oh, he Frank, came with uh, ammo today. Well, listen, I had I had to wear this since Caicedo is coming to Inter. I had to wear the oh, shirt that Richard God. Garvin sent me. Caicedo is greater than Immobile, but you know what? Saf is 100% right. And by the way. I, I don't know Saf that well, like outside of interacting on Twitter. He's never been on the show. I'd love to get him on the show. I used to, bro. I used to listen to you 
and uh, and the guys all the time on the Interpod back in the day, which I don't think exists anymore. And I wonder why it doesn't exist, because that was a really good pod. So I'm happy to have you aboard and in the chat. But Jerry, you know, I, I know most people are here for Vlahovic and Gosen's talk, but why not mm-hmm. start with Caicedo, Jerry? And you told me My you'd point. rather have Caicedo than Moriki, which I guess is a start. Uh, but what can Inter expect from Caicedo? So I started the year, and I was pro Morici over Caicedo. I, I thought, hold on, 34 years old. He was getting up in age. He couldn't stay f- healthy last year, Caicedo. As much as he, he was a benefactor and, and he ha- helped the team in so many ways, he had plantar fasciitis, if I said it right. And, and and that's a serious injury, given that in your 30s. And this year, for for Genoa, he's only played like I think maybe two two uh, two or three games. He's been mm. hurt for half the year, so I think that has to be considered too. Because as much as as, as of, a, of a good player he is, health concerns has been a problem for him this year with Genoa. Now, um. Now, looking forward, I was so wrong, and I wish that Caicedo was here, but it, uh, it, if Caicedo was with Lazio, it doesn't really matter because he would never have played. Immobile would have to be played more. He would have heard, been into injury problems because we didn't have a, a proper backup that was healthy. And I don't even think that the team would be in the same state as they are now. Um, as, as I don't want to get drifted off. As for what Inter are getting, he is better than Korea, okay? I think this is the guy. Ooh. I think he's I, better than Korea. Okay. Ooh. You really think so? Or is he just like, maybe maybe less less streaky and less snake bit? I mean, like you said, he has been injured, but Korea is he's he's always injured. Okay. Caicedo's consistent. He gives you a strong effort every game. He he's a physical player who gets into dirty areas, will will score those um those kind of Icardi-type goals, I guess, poacher goals, where he's in the right area at the right time and knows where to be. Um, he He's clutch. He can score late gamers. Like, I know that Correa did what he did against Juventus last year and he did the build-up, but Caicedo is mm-hmm. just – I love his back towards the goal and how he's able to to kind of get in those positions where he scores. Um yeah, the the $30 million players are not always the, the solutions to, to mm-hmm. all your problems. So at, at the end of the day, Caicedo, they, they are different players. I agree that Caicedo and Korea are different players, but I feel that you get more out of Caicedo for, for what he does. And he 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 is a kind of guy that can draw players towards him. He he tires defenses out for his physicality. That's another thing. Like and, and I think the biggest thing is that he he doesn't get injured as frequently as Correa does. Yeah, okay, in the last this year was has been pretty bad for Caicedo, but you still he's still a productive player when he's healthy. Hmm. I, I I don't want to shit on Correa because you I'm should not, you should i'm not shit salty. On him just a little bit no no i, I, I i'm not salty because we sold him like it's okay i'll shit on him i'll shit on him i'm allowed to i'm in an interchanger <laughs> i'm not salty that he's gone but I, I i wrote a piece about him for uh serpents of Modenina, and i said that last year injuries were a concern and, mm. and, and it's been a that in the last two seasons it's always been an, an issue with him and that's the only downfall is that if he can stay healthy, he can really get going and be one of Inter's best players. 
The problem is that every time that he started to get that groove with Inter, he gets hurt. So it's bro, like, I have a I have a question, Jerry, bro. Why do men always jump on Correa's back? Like, like, why do they enjoy doing that? That's how he just got injured. Like, I, there's something going on there. There's some sort of, uh, you know, some energy he's unleashing, I think. But no, no. To, to give you my serious thoughts on Correa, when we were first going to sign him, I thought that price tag was outrageous. I was like, this guy is not worth over 30 million euros in a time where we just lost Lukaku as our biggest goal co contributor. It's like Correa never put up those kind of numbers at Lazio. You, you put in some pretty great performances here and there. But that doesn't justify that price tag. So when we saw that automatically, I was like, all right, Interisti hated Politano, who was a very creative player and sort of like Correa would have his moments and then just fall off. Because Interisti don't like that kind of inconsistency. You have two, three of those games and you're done at Inter, honestly, as far as the fan base is concerned. So I knew that that's what we were getting with Correa. So I was not a proponent of that move at all. He came in that first game. He sold me dreams. I said, Cristiano Ronaldo left. This guy just took his place. Where is this header coming from? I didn't even know he was that tall until he scored that header. I'm like, where? this was in his arsenal the whole time? And then just disappears after that. Um, so it's been tough for him. I, I'm not a big fan of him. And then Caicedo, here's my thoughts on that. You know, you're bringing this guy on loan at this moment where it's like, we still don't have that massive, massive goal threat up front anymore. Jekko's kind of fallen off a little bit ever since he came back from COVID, and it's, people are going to be happy the, that he's mostly scored. the midfielders scoring, uh, which it, is exactly, uh, it, it's yeah. fine as long as it works, but you can't expect it to work every match. Exactly. So for me, I would have much rather seen us invest and try and bring Skamaka early. However, we could do that yeah. any sort mm -hmm. of loan, even if you had to pay a little bit more, just bring him in early and let him get adjusted in this later half of the season. The goals this kid scores are brilliant, man. They're just brilliant. So that, that's what I would have liked to see instead of just burning on a loan for Caicedo because Caicedo is not going to be a starter in Inter. I think he'd be a good role player, but I'm not thinking Caicedo is going to score against Liverpool. You know, I'm not thinking Caicedo is going to step up if Dzeko gets hurt. If you watch Dzeko in that last game, yeah, he scored. He missed sitters. He looked atrocious. And then when he'd fall, he looked like he was going to break. Like this man is not agile at all. He looked like he was literally going to break. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the uh, Caicedo move. I don't think it's a, it's a good solution. Here's the, here's the thing, okay? You, you're signing Gosens, which is I think it's going to cost some. Oh, that's money. huge! Twenty-two million. That's, huge. Okay. that's a great right. move. Hold on. So the, you got to look. Woo. You're buying Gosens for a significant amount of money, and then mm. you're bringing in Caicedo for what? Peanuts. So mm -hmm. yeah. I think you have to give and take. Where it, you're not going to spend sixty million for two players. They don't have that kind of that leeway. Of course, yeah. So, but but like you said, had they not spent thirty-one million on Korea. And they didn't panic. They would be in a different scenario right now, and maybe they should have spent seven million on Caicedo and not the thirty-one mm. million Korea, right? Like, they could have got Caicedo for eight million. I think that would have been a much better deal, personally. Mm. What's eight million compared to thirty-one? You know what I mean? I, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, the rumor is that Korea was signed because Inzaghi really wanted him, and I'm just curious as to why Inzaghi really wanted him. Only because Inzaghi always uses him as a bench player. Um, I think the same thing is going to be with Caicedo. I don't think it's, it's not like Inzaghi is going to turn this guy into a monster out of nowhere. Again, he had his moments last season, but you know he's not a consistent player that you'd expect to take on the goal load. Well, at the end of the day, you're not Caicedo is not long term. I think of it's course, just, it's of a course. Loan. So there's no, there's no it's a, this is a, a very risk free smart deal by by Inter at the end of the day. Even if you don't use him in, in the Champions League, he still can give you quality mm. minutes in Serie A, right? And I think you mm -hmm. have to look at that, considering they're still in all competitions as well, right? So you need something there. I, like I said, I think the injury is, is something to keep an eye on. I hope. And the only thing that scares me about Casero is is the is the the condition of the pitch at the San Siro. 
and how shit it is. And, and mm. I think that has really a lot to do with the injuries from Inter and players picking up knocks and not being able to stay fit. Um, I wonder if that has been a, a factor to Korea. Um, I don't know. If, I don't think the Stadio Olimpico is as bad as the San Siro is. Like that game on Sunday was really atrocious. Oh, the, the hard pitch. to watch. Yeah, like the, the pitch, even against Inter, like it's just really yeah. bad. And like, and they did the same problem again. Where on the Tuesday they play in the Coppa Italia, and then on the Wednesday Lazio plays against Milan in the Coppa Italia. So the San Siro is being Ooh. played back to back nights. So is that the like, Lord in here? Is that the Lord in here? He What's up, man. Lord Figo? Oh <laughs> damn, like, bro! Every, every time, every time he shows his face, which is most episodes he gets on here, I feel like we are in the presence of greatness. Woof. But that here, this uh, this is where Inzaghi. He did it again. He wanted Mohamed Fadis at Lazio. Oh, God. Begged, begged for him. Begged for him. And the poor guy got hurt at Torino now in training. He got hurt last year. Couldn't stay fit. Like, injuries were at ball. Like, th- this is the one thing about Nzagi. He wants these certain players, but for some reason, he wants these players that are injury prone. And it's like, bro, 31 million can get you a lot of freaking – can get you a lot for your team, man. Like it's not chunk, ch- it's not just pocket change. It's especially Mepe's new director. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's like a lot of money for Mepe, <laughs> especially for Inter, considering the 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 situation they're in. Like I understand they got a 400 million dollar do- loan, but it's not like oh that 400 million is coming and all of a sudden Inter can go buy with the next Ronaldo. No, they they have a lot of expenses they need to cover. In order debt. to kind of yeah, like there there is debt there, and like it's in twenty twenty seven has to be paid off, I believe, and I'd like to see what's gonna happen in, at that time. It, but I think someone was tweeting it all online is that these big clubs are able to kind of transfer debt to debt to debt because they're mm-hmm. just able to do that, whereas teams like Lazio, Napoli, they can't transfer debt; they don't have that kind of leverage. So. At the end of the day, guys, I, I like it. I, I like I like what they're doing in the transfer market. I think Gosens is when well, he hasn't been healthy this year, so yeah, that's an, that's another injury, I believe. Yeah, it could, it could be another couple of weeks, I think, before he's really ready. But we'll see. There's another issue. Does he come back healthy? Does, does this injury become a setback for him? Like fuck. that man's a Terminator, bro. He's coming back to kill. He's right. coming I, back to kill. Again, I'm just saying. I hope it doesn't. <laughs> and and, and they know, like, uh, they, they they know they have some time. I mean, obviously, they're they're going to want him for the stretch run of the season. Otherwise, they wouldn't have signed him in January. But like, they know that there's not a massive rush because Perisic has been in pretty good form. Uh, exactly. So like, he, he's really like he's more than likely he's going to be the long term Perisic yeah. replacement because I wouldn't, ex- I, you know, Ivan hasn't signed a new deal and I think he's going to end up leaving on a free. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I, I, I feel like Gosens is going to even end up being an upgrade, especially because he's considerably younger than Perisic is right now. And I think he's got a higher ceiling. So it's more of a long term move. But obviously they bring him in in the short term. Uh, I just wonder. And let me ask you this, Rocky. Um, the, the timing of yesterday was interesting because the Vlahovic stuff started to come out. Um, just all these crazy reports. And we're, we're going to get everybody's take on that in a moment. Uh, but the mm. Vlahovic report started to come out. And then within a couple of hours, all of a sudden, oh, now now Inter's signing Gosens. And yep. obviously the Gosens move, it's a big move. It doesn't overshadow Vlahovic, which is a massive move. But hmm. I almost got the feeling that Inter were like, we can't we can't let Juve do everything this transfer window. We've got to do something. So let's sign this guy now. 
100% Dono. It was done in order to show Juventus, hey, like you guys can you know, up your arsenal a little bit, but we're still here and we're still the champions and we're not taking our foot off the gas. Um, honestly, the Vlahovic move, listen, it, he's going to suit them well, all right? I'm not going to be, I'm not a huge fan of Vlahovic personally, and I'll, and I'll let you guys know this because I think that when you watch the goals that this kid has scored, they're good poacher goals, okay? Mm -hmm. But I'm not, I'm not losing my mind if he doesn't have the type of service he's had at Fiorentina where the team is literally playing for him because Max Allegri doesn't have the team playing for one man. He has every single player playing for that badge on the shirt. So if he doesn't get that at Juventus, it's not going to go well for him. And let me just touch on this. 67 and a half million for a man whose contract is expiring. Are you kidding me? That's a crazy. That's a big number right there. That is when a very big number. When does his contract expire? The summer? Yeah. It's either this or next, right? I think this? it's the next summer. It's next summer. I think it's so next, it's next. Yeah. You yeah. Can't, you that's can't, still you can't take that's that big chance. money. You that's can't big money. That. No, you're right. You can't take that chance because you go in the summer and it's like other teams might ante up and say, hey, we're going to give you $100 million. What right. do you do? And, like, and also, like, you look at where Juventus right? are in the table. Like, they're, they're, they're fighting for top four. I mean, maybe there are some Juventini out there who still think they're fighting for a Scudetto, but they're absolutely mm. fighting for top four. Yeah, I, I mean, but if you look at this guy, even say his contract, say he had five years on his contract, mm -hmm. 67 and a half million for him, I don't, personally, I don't think so. People were losing their minds when Inter spent 80 million to bring in Lukaku. They were like, oh my God, that's so much money. But Lukaku was like, that's not so much money because this guy is world class. Vlahovic, right. he's, he's a talented guy, all right? But he's very, very overhyped. And I think, I don't know what the media has done to, to kind of create this bubble around him. Or maybe it's when he compared himself to Holland that people actually thought that he was Holland for some reason. <laughs> but 67 and a half million, that's a that's a price that Arsenal can pay. I think it's going to harm Juventus in the long run. I don't think that's a, that's a smart way to use your money. Do you personally. think, hold on, let me ask you an honest question. I'm not, I'm not just saying this because I just want to ask. Do you think mm. Judoi Mobile is a better player than Dusan Vlahovic? 100%. 100%. Rocky, you just got into my books of love, man. I fucking love you so much for saying Bro, that. Bro, just look at the goals they score. That's I'm, what you have to look at. I'm so tired of hearing that Blahovic is better than fucking Mobile. Oh, one's 22, one's 31. I don't give a shit about age, man. At 31 yeah. years old, he's freaking looking like he's 21, still producing mm. at such a high level. And look, as as good of a midfield that you has. You gotta people have to understand like Immobile has adapted to a 4-3-3 that he's always struggled in. And, I was shocked, Jerry. I was shocked like, that he adapted to that. I thought Sarri was going to be the end of Immobile because here. he hasn't impressed at Italy. So I said, okay, this guy's not yeah. going to be playing with another striker anymore. It's game over. I, I thought he was going to get exposed this season. He proved me wrong. Yeah, Incredible like he, so far. So you, you, you're right, man. It's like without Immobile, Lazio go down a level. Mm -hmm. and, and, and when you put him in, he makes the team better. Does Vlahovic do that for Fiorentina? You know what I mean? Do you think he does that? I don't watch enough Fiorentina, but I find that I, I think this guy's so inconsistent where he has really good games and then he turns off certain games. But with Immobile, I think that you get consistency every game. And, and if he doesn't, like, I think Saturday's game was the first time I saw Immobile really struggle. And I thought mm -hmm. Demerol, De, Demerol pocketed him. I will say that right now. He played him to a T. I watched him, and he was on him. And I didn't think mm -hmm. and anybody who knows I love him all, was – but, again, the problem is the reason he's able to do that is when you play nine guys back, it makes it harder for him to even play a game. So mm. – but, again, like, I just – I don't know about Vlajevic. 
I think most of his goals have come from freaking penalties this year too, right? If someone's a lot of penalty goals and the season before that, a lot of penalty goals. And if you, yeah. again, if you watch his goals, the goals aren't that he's in the right place at the right time. I'm impressed by the, you know, where he puts himself, but the goals aren't anything special for me to pay 67 and a half for it. And it's not like he's a big contributor to the team um, and, and build up play and outside the box, you know, he's a bit of a liability in that regard. And I'll tell you right now, and I'm not just saying this because Juventus signed them, but I think Skamaka is going to be the better player in the wrong, in the long run. If you watch the way that they play, and if you take those the play in isolation, maybe Skamaka doesn't have as many goals on him, but the talent is much more apparent. The technicality, the way that he plays, it's incredible to watch. I want to hear from Mass because we haven't heard from him yet. Sorry, yeah. Mass. Go Let's ahead. Man talk, Let the man talk. Look, go, go look guys. I, um, with that kind of money that they're spending, there were more immediate needs that Juventus needed to address, I think. Because like, mm. like Rocky said, um, He's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna get the service he's been getting at Fiorentina, and I don't think it's gonna work out. Like that Juventus midfield. Okay, they have Locatelli, fine, but it hasn't been exactly stellar. So, a lot of the Juventus, like you guys, you've seen it, Jerry. Like a lot of the Juve fans that we know that we talk to on a regular basis are kind of like, "No, this is a great move." Yeah, fine, it's a great move, but who's giving him the ball? There was bigger need that midfield. Exactly. That those bigger bigger needs to be addressed by Juventus with that kind of money than getting Vlaovic uh, right out the gate. That's mm-hmm. just my I opinion. Agree. You know what I, I mean? Agree. Like, okay, you have a great, you could have a potentially great striker up front, but if you don't have anyone behind them feeding him that ball, like you see at Fiorentina, what good is he? Does he? Because, but I, I'm, I'm of I'm of two minds with it because what you're saying is 100 percent true, but it's also you're talking about. A 22-year-old striker who is somewhat unproven, as Jerry and Racky outlined, which is fair, right? I mean, he he could end up being the next big thing, or he could end up being Christophe Piantek. And uh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't want—I know that even you're going to jump all over for me, but I'm just—I'm just throwing the possibility out there that he's relatively unproven. That you know, it's going to take nurturing and development because he's now playing at a gigantic club compared to you know, a medium-sized club that he was at. There's a lot more pressure that comes with playing for Juventus versus playing for Fiorentina. But mm-hmm. best-case scenario, you know, they, they've signed a guy who can be a great striker in that shirt for five, six years maybe, if not longer. So, I, you know, I think sometimes you have to think not just about tomorrow but about years down the road as well. Oh, no, I agree. How Long-term, funny would it's great been? considering his age. But the thing is, is that I just don't see it with the midfield they have. Yeah. To, mm. to kind of maximize Vlaovic right out the gate. Mm. So we'll I think see. it'd I mean, be hilarious. Time, time will tell. Imagine, imagine Piontek puts up the same numbers as Vlaovic did at Fiorentina next season. <laughs> Just imagine something like that where they like literally switch bodies and Vlaovic is scoring like three goals and Piontek's putting up 20-something goals. It, it would be hilarious. But um, I don't know, Dono. For me, I, I understand why people are hyped. The volume of goals is there. Yeah, but you know the the ability to score these bangers that you see outside the box that Skamaka can score, you know, to just be creative and technical and and get by players, he he doesn't have that. And I don't know if that's a smart use of sixty seven and a half million personally. Here, here, I tweeted this morning, and I and I, and I like to hear your take. And I said this, mm. and I, I as a Lazio fan, I said this, mm. and I said that the right that money should have been spent on Sergey. Milinkovic Savage, if I was Juventus. Mm. Now, I, had a, I had a few Juventus fans who came at me and said, he's not worth the money, he's overrated. And I was laughing, okay? I was like, 
what are you talking about? And then I'm not going to say names. Uh, I don't want to be that guy today. And one told me, Nandis. They can get Nathan Nandis. Yeah, Nandis is a good player, but he's also inconsistent, I find, as well. Yeah. Where he goes hot, he has cold games, and he has some issues, too, apparently, off-field, which mm-hmm. could be a, a situation. Now, when you're when you're given $70 million plus, and I think had they did the same deal and replaced Vlahovic with Sergei, I think Lotito maybe pulls the trigger, if, if, if that's the case. I think the, he's wanted $75 million, he said, and that's in the ballpark range. So here's how I look at it. Savage comes in. He checks off every box that they've been lacking for the last five years since Allegri had an actual midfield. And box-to-box midfielder, plays defense, plays Mm. offense, controls the midfield, can advance the ball forward. He does everything that none of their midfielders can really do. Um, Mm -hmm. I I love Locatelli, but it's not enough. And I think that Locatelli-Sergei Malinkovic-Savage combo would have been something something decent that that could be the the building now now that they spent the money on Vlahovic, i don't i don't think it's going to happen like can they spend that kind of money again on sergey with this summer like people are saying oh he's coming this summer but with what money man does sergey does he really want to go to juventus though cuz i keep hearing that you know it's he's madrid that, that exactly what that is. I mean, obviously, like he's been happy at Lazio for a long time. He may finally be deciding it's time to move on. Uh, but if he does move on, it sounds to me like he wants Real Madrid. And unless Real Madrid there? just yes, oh yeah, he's does he start in Madrid? At an age, he walks around that. Yeah, he walks on that midfield. I agree. Yeah, he walks. I mean, in. it's a great midfield, but I think he, I think he walks into it as well. Yeah, it's it's aging midfield. They, they yeah. need to look at the future there. And, uh, hey, I'm, I'm not saying I want Lazio tomorrow morning to go sell Sergey. That is the last thing. I want him to retire with Lazio. Right. But you also got to be open-minded and think that there's the possibility that he, if he wants to become more ambitious and he wants mm-hmm. to start winning more, Lazio is not the place. It's unfortunate. I think that the club has the right pieces to be a better team. Um, it's 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 a lot of bad spending in the last couple of years now that has really set them back, and it's not like Latito's cheap. When you're spending thirty million per year, forty million, it's, it's still money for a mid-table team to a I don't know a seven sixth place team. Like it's it's money. Like, but I gotta say one thing: loyalty. He's he's loyalty man, and. And that's something that has really died in the game of football. I noticed, um, and oh, that's yeah. not, and that's nothing against Vlahovic. You know what? Vlahovic doesn't have any loyalty built to Fiorentina. How many, how many years has he been there for? Two years? Three, two, two, three years. Yeah, so I remember the, when he was like, I remember when he was like eighteen, nineteen. He scored against Inter. I can't, I can't remember if that was two or three years ago. Yeah, like what? What's the loyalty that he's really developed to say, hey, I want to be a Fiorentina, like? Sergei's in his seventh season with Lazio. He's gone through the highs and lows of this team. Like, he went to the Pioli era where we kind of went down for two, three seasons. And then Zaghi came in, took over the team where it was still, he took over the 4-3-3, then went to the 3-5-2, and then slowly got it back up. And he'd seen all the highs and lows, and he's never complained to leave the team. 
So that's mm. why I, I laugh when I hear that Lazio. Yeah, like, he's, that's like, he, yeah. he, he's <laughs> <laughs> the last Pantera that's still waving. Listen, um, I want Pellegrini at Inter. Let, let's make it happen. We flirted with him for a long time. Let's make yeah. it happen. I rate I him highly. I don't. Down. I don't even think that he's gonna go to Inter. Have you guys ever seen the picture I posted of when Simon, when Savage gave the middle finger to the Inter to the Inter crowd? No, that was back in 2016, 17, I believe, or 2015, wow. 16. Yeah, he got he got a red card. He got sent off, and he goes like this to the crowd. <laughs> I don't remember. No, that's a class, remember That's a Balkan that. move. That's a Balkan move. And you know yeah, what else man. we do? When, when we want to fix our glasses, you know, we tell them a little, you know, a little, oh, <laughs> we want to sneak that right in there. Business so, meeting, you know what it is. <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, I'd like to hear what you guys think. Well, here, on, here's, on, so, here's something I want I want to get into, and Mass will get your take on this first. Uh, something that's been going on, uh, a lot of Twitter banter, all right? And Calcio Twitter, I love it. Like, I, I enjoy being on there every day. I even I got cursed <laughs> at by a couple of people today for having a little bit of fun because there are there are some there are some very passionate Fiorentina supporters out there from Italy and otherwise. Like I I got cursed out by a couple of people today who, you know, looking at their location check bio in Italy, and they were clearly using Google Translator to curse at me. It is what it is. But a lot of people are having fun at Fiorentina's expense because Fiorentina, they have this habit. Uh, I don't know exactly how long it goes back, but to me, from what I remember, it goes back to Baggio. Like, they have this habit of, you know, even though they consider Juventus a rival and they supposedly hate Juventus more than anyone else in Serie A, uh, they have a habit of selling some of their best players over the years to Juventus. And even more recently than Baggio, just the last couple of years under Comiso, uh, Gio Rocco Comiso has been talking about how, and he is a Juventino, by the way, uh, with not, mm. not that that necessarily influences the way he does business, but it's an ironic thing to bring up. But he repeatedly, when he took over at Fiorentina a couple of years ago, would repeatedly say about, uh, Chiesa, who he did sell to Juventus, that no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to come in here and sell Chiesa to Juventus. Boom, he does it. Vlahovic, same thing. He does it. Uh, and so, okay, it's Twitter banter. We've been having fun at Fiorentina's expense. You guys can stop cursing at me, even though I really don't give a shit. Keep cursing at me if you want to. Hey. It, is, it is what it is. But at the same time, okay, um, I do understand the situation that uh, – the will of the player is important, right? Because in the case of Lahovic, for example, they actually got a higher offer from Arsenal than they got from Juventus. I'm sure Comiso would have preferred to have sold him to Arsenal, but he blocked the move. He didn't want to go there. He wanted to go to J Jerry. Did I say something wrong there? Jerry's losing Yo, his mind over there. Juventus up, is Juventus is the most the dumbest club I've ever known. Why? So <laughs> I thought that's a great move. This country. I, I did some research right now. His contract expires this summer. It's true. Oh, I knew it, bro. I knew oh, it. Oh, why did I think it was next What summer? a stupid what team. They just fuck? spent 70 fucking million okay, but dollars. But again, guys, like, hold on. Bro, but it, 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 I but tell you that this kid's overrated, man. No, it, but it goes back to economics, though, because if they wanted him, if they didn't buy him, then maybe somebody else would have in January. We, we don't know that for sure. Who's going to buy no. him? Who? Listen, he, listen, he listen. says that he wants to go to Juventus. And this is his team that he loves, apparently. And it's his child team. Oh, stop. How many times have we seen even South Americans? Oh, I've always wanted to play for... For uh, for Burnley United, they're like, come on, guys! No one's no one's ever really a fan. They're doing it for the media. I've seen players. It's like, oh, 
I think it was Rodriguez. Oh, I've always dreamed about playing for Napoli. He said the same thing with Bayern. Like, what about oh, Lukaku? He turned down money from Arsenal that was fucking way more. Okay, okay so, so Jerry, hold on. Hold on. But, okay, so, so what you've just said there, does that, because I know you've been having fun at Fiorentina's expense today as well. Does, does that now make you feel a lot better about Fiorentina? Because even though, yeah, they, yes. they did sell, they did sell yes. him to a no. team that they consider a right, but hold on. But they sold him for seventy million instead of. Oh yeah, I, yeah. Stay, I stay, still stay, think Rocco Camiso's an idiot, though. No, sell him for a real No, no, I just think he's an idiot because he puts his, his, his Fiorentina. His Fiorentina yeah. pulled the AK out on Juventus's face, yeah. and they bro. robbed them at gunpoint. Bro, I this was this. insane. People are looking at no, it wrong. Right. Thank you, Fiorentina. You're, you're doing Calcio a, 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 a favor, man. Yeah. you're doing Calcio a favor. You robbed them, bro. That's what you do to your rivals. You fleece them. No, no, you're right. I, hey, I, 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 hold on. As a business point, yes, absolutely yeah. agree. Good business. business, it's great. But, mm. but when Rocco Camiso, on the record, I tweeted this yesterday, and, and, and I want to say a word for word. He, I believe the article I found was, he will never do business with Juventus. Like this, that was the prime article I found. You should never have like, said that. It was that's that's where I, that, where yeah. I think you Fiorentina lost. That's where I say, hey, Fiorentina lost. Like, look at these. I, I had to go low blows. On By the way, night. Jerry, Jerry, are, are you sure? Because, because you know, my 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 guy Saf says it definitely ends in 2023. Are, are he, you sure? Right. I'm on transfer. Uh, it's on 2023. What? Uh, bro, that, that, you said 2022, bro. That's not yeah, this it, year. That, that's no, next year. 23. Uh, this summer, June 2023. No! That's the following. This is June 2020. Jerry, oh, bro, you got me fucked up, man. <laughs> they still got fleeced. Listen, people. Listen. Listen, they still got fleeced. <laughs> Jerry doesn't know what year it is. That's crazy. Jerry, you had me so hyped, bro. I was about to lose it. There's no way anybody pays that much money for a guy who's expired. Like, that's crazy. I was going to say, because I saw an article today saying that if you don't make this deal now, you're going to lose him on a free. Okay. And I was like, yeah, okay. So in a year and a half, yeah. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> but listen, listen, let's talk about this because I feel like people are being hard on Fiorentina for no reason. Bernardeschi. But let's look at the last three people that they've sold to Juventus. Bernardeschi, Fiorentina won the Chiesa. deal. Chiesa, so far, Fiorentina's won the deal because even though Chiesa was amazing, stupendous for the Italian national team, for Juventus, he's been uh, here and there, here and there, right? So they've won every deal so far. I think Fiorentina comes off as smart business to me. Here, here, here's Fiorentina. Okay, back in April 25th, 2020. Mm, mm. Uh, and, and this is from the Viola site. Uh, Camiso says he'll never sell a player to Juventus. Rock will come in hot, and we love it. Like this is where <laughs> this this is the propaganda. This is this is where I'm here to, to banter all day. This is why I love to banter on Fiorentina because I don't have any team coming at me. It's it's directly towards. Fiorentina, everyone loves to banter mm -hmm. because they're just we, we. I can make fun of Roma and their bonsai trees and their fucking not winning <laughs> for twelve years. That's fine, man. That's because they had such a dumb oh, owner, man. James Pelota. The guy's yeah. a moron. But like, Fiorentina, we're still digging ourselves out of that hole. Oh, Fiorentina, I've never seen a team like Fiorentina who just have pissed away so much talent. Not even get anything out of it, and still, you, you think they're gonna go three steps forward, but they go nine steps back. You know what I mm. mean? Like, it, I've mm -hmm. never seen a team who has been so dysfunctional in so many ways, and and like 
Juventus has been their freaking their feeder club. Like it's like, what the? It, I, I, if it, I keep on finding more quotes from Camiso, I'm just gonna. I even I I even posted a, a video of him today, saying that he he wouldn't do the next Baggio. Yeah, like he's just yeah. done. He's done two of them. <laughs> yeah, like, no. And, but the thing is, like, like and, and Jerry, like to bring it back full circle, I think we really agree that the only problem here for Fiorentina and and you know the the people who were uh, who were cursing at me when I was bantering about it, like you know, I they they can't take a joke because the problem here with Comiso, it's what he said, not what he did, because you can't be the guy who comes you you buy the club. You come in here, you're swinging your, you know, what around, and you're like, oh no, we're never going to sell to Juventus. Like, you can't do that and then repeatedly mm. sell player after player to Juventus. So that's just what he said. But what he's actually doing is, you know, th- this is a great piece. I think it's a good piece of business from both sides. And I know that the, the people, you know, to my, uh, to my right, uh, disagree, uh, with me on that or to my left because I, you I guys don't just don't believe business. in, bl- I, I think it's good. Where's the money from Chiesa? Where did that go? I still don't understand where did the money from Kiesa go, or did they not get it yet? Because it's like the the the, the Juventus uh, snake deal where it's <laughs> they're paying it hundred years fucking, of installments. Yeah. They're, they're they're paying eight <laughs> euros a year for like hundred and fifty years. I don't know, man. I don't know. You know what, man? It it, it gives me so much more respect towards Claudio Latito, though. As mm. much as I hate that we're not competitive, like like you guys and. Juventus, I also have to be open-minded and say, hey, you know what? We we remain competitive to, to, to stay top six at least and play till the end for a top four oh. spot. Like, Jerry, it's tough, man. It, it, it's I don't tough. know. It's tough. No, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Sergey Milinkovic-Savage hasn't been sold under Latito. We haven't lost Luis Alberto. We haven't lost Chino Immobile. We haven't lost Tricosha, all these guys. We've, sure. been able, we've been able to keep the core of our team for so many years, and the problem is, is that we just never spent money efficiently and properly, and that's not on Latito. It's on Tare. He didn't. Do but his at job the same right. time, you wouldn't have someone like SMS. All these guys that you've locked down, those are all Tare too. Like SMS was nobody before Tare. Tare found this guy and a great eye to find him. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's kind of a mixed bag. But I think Latito is uh, overstaying his welcome, so to speak. And I don't think he's a very good businessman because if you look at what happened with Sarnitana, it's a damn shame. It's a damn shame what happened there. That, you know um, what, though? That, 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 you got to look like this. Think about how many players we loaned out, loaned back in. It mm-hmm. was it, it was like a – it's like it, – it, it's a bottom feeder for us. It's like, oh, okay, we can't – we need to get rid of money off the books. Okay, so what do we do? We loan them out to fucking Salernitana. That, that's, that's, yeah, but, but he that's lost that advantage. team for peanuts, Jerry. It's crazy. Like right no, now, agree. the market – the way that he lost that team, he should have known better than to think that both his teams could play in Serie A. He should have sold that team – beforehand like it's insane no you're right the, the, i think <laughs> you, like, you couldn't hold on i think he knew he couldn't get ever the money he ever wanted for that team from the beginning and that's why he waited so long i think people say that he he got an offer for 40 million i don't think he ever did personally i think the best offer he got was 20 million and that was it like the the market when your team what, shit, what are you gonna do mm-hmm. right like, who's gonna buy that like, it's not just latito he kept that yo he kept that team for 10 years and saved it so as much as we want to laugh uh, he saved he saved the franchise and, and he, paid, he paid he paid more for murici than he sold yeah, the club he did. that's insane yeah. but how but much again, how much were the final fees though wasn't it around like five hundred thousand in the end or something stupid two million to five hundred thousand that's how much he got in the end for for salernitana i'm not even and let sure. me tell you 
And let me tell you, because currently a project I'm working on, we're looking to purchase a football team. So I've been looking at prices of football teams. He got fleeced. He got no, fleeced. Absolutely that's how much. Because not, that I'm is a top lie. flight Serie A team. He was pissed, man, because he left it to people in charge to sell it. And I don't think they did their job right. Like, here, here's the thing. I think that his problem was not, not just that he just got fleeced. His priority was always Lazio. And Southern Italia was just, like, pushed to the side. So, in mm-hmm. respect, look at the way he does business with Lazio compared to how mm-hmm. he does business with Southern Italia. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and then you'll really kind of say, okay, this guy's is a very good businessman, but the problem was that he kind of got drifted off to one thing and didn't really focus on the other. And it's hard when you have two clubs, right? Like, what, what do you do, right? It's here, Here's why I respect a lot. I, I respect him because his focus is Lazio. I can give a shit that he lost fucking 30 million for selling Itana because that's not my team. Oh, yeah, because you're a Lazio fan. But yeah, to me, it speaks to, to his business acumen, the fact that he let that happen. And yeah, let it get bad. to that point. Right. He's it's not good. to me that that really speaks volumes, you know. But it's not but, a good look. It's not, but at the end of the day, you gotta look before that too. And it's like, okay, he kept the core of Lazio. He 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 made a profit. I wrote about this back two years ago. He made a profit by like fifty million before the pandemic mm-hmm. during that season. He made a profit like a fifty million dollars. Okay. He took on Lazio with a debt of like $200 million or something like that and almost has to get back to like even. So as as a businessman for Lazio, he's done everything best he can. Um, He got a great deal on that airplane too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That, that pre that pre owned plane that he bought I, when I, Louis when Luis Alberto wanted to race. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just happy that he's been able to to go toe to toe with the bigger clubs and not get pushed around. Yeah, where where I respect come, that. That's where I respect him, Rocky. Is mm-hmm. that he comes in and says, "Okay, Juventus wants Sergey," and he doesn't back down. He's like, "This is my asking price, even if it's a lot. We don't give a shit." Because we know you have every dollar that can pay this guy. I'm here to grow my business. And the problem is that he's so focused that he – it wasn't handled right. I agree. But I didn't, Let me ask you a I question, like, Jerry. I like how he's handled Lazio. I have to say yeah. that. Jerry, how, do you know how much longer is left on SMS's contract with Lazio years-wise? How many more years are on his contract? Jerry doesn't know what year it is, so let's start. He's got two years after this year. So let me – I'll come back to you and I'll let you know if you made the right choice with SMS. If SMS doesn't leave on a free, if, if yeah. what happens with Salernitana happens with SMS, then he's not a good businessman, you know, no. because then I would have taken the 67,000. By the uh, way, by, by the way, guys, speaking of losing players on a free, and I guess this is probably preferable over certain other places, but did you see that it looks like Frank Kessie is going to be, as we all expected, leaving Milan on a free, but actually going to Barcelona? Now that's Ooh. I'm sure I'm sure for Milan Ooh. it's preferable to lose him abroad than to lose him to say you know an Inter or or a Juve etc or a Napoli whatever but uh, mm. like is he going to be playing Tiki Taka like that that seems to me like not the type of midfielder that's going to fit at Barca. No, on paper it seems like a weird fit. Yeah, on paper it seems like a weird fit. However. I think Barca does need – when Busquets was in his prime, he really commanded that midfield, and he was putting in those tough tackles. And I think that's what Barca wants to get out of Kessie. Um, I'm not sure if that's how they'll, they'll run it. I think Kessie has been better in a double pivot. But I, I, I don't know. That's that's kind of what I'm seeing is, is I feel like maybe they want him to play that role. 
could work, could not. I prefer Kessia going box to box. Personally, I'm a huge fan of Kessia. I remember when we were trying to get it, we were trying to run a Gagliardini uh, Kessia swap at some point. <laughs> I was I was on my knees. I was like, please, even when Kessia wasn't, people didn't love him. Um, so I rate him. I think it could work out. I'm not super against it, but it'll be interesting to see how it fits. What do you think, Mass? Uh, they'll find a way to make it work, let, let's hope. Because, I mean, like Barcelona, from what I've seen this year, have been absolute hot garbage. And mm. for once, they'll get it. They'll, they're getting they're getting him on a free, which is great considering how in debt they are. So, I mean, it's not a bad move. I just, uh, I'm curious to see how he's going to fit in there and if they can kind of maximize him um, and use him to his strengths to make that team better. And Mass, what's going on uh, with Roma? Anything major happening uh, before the window uh, closes? I've been so I've been so consumed with all this uh, Juventus and Inter I, stuff. The last thing I had seen recently on Twitter, there's a couple of things that, that are slipping my mind. The most recent thing I had seen was apparently rumors of uh, Eric Bailey at uh, United. Oh, bye. Was, yeah, that was, yeah, bye. That was like one thing that was kind of like I saw kind of kicking around. Uh, Spinazzola mm. should be back at some point after the international break, hopefully. Uh, he's supposed to mm. be back the Genoa game. So, yeah. I mean, we were really going to call it an international break or like a glorified sleepaway ca- camp at uh, Colerciano. <laughs> like, there's no games going on. Um, but uh, honestly, that that's the last of it. The one thing I just kind of want to tell Jerry is like, look at Oliveira, two goals in two games. Ooh, yeah. Tell What do you think about uh, Mourinho signing so far? Do you like Niles and uh, Oliveira? Look, uh, Maitland-Niles is like a good um, upgrade to Vina. I feel like he's adapted better. He's, he's looked better than Vina has, uh, and Vina's been playing in Serie A a lot longer at this point because we got him at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really liking uh, Tammy Abram, obviously. he's He's been producing. Where I knew I was going to like Abram, and where I knew I was going to like Abram is, I can't remember exactly what game. I think it might have been a conference league game or like another Serie A game. He, he comes back so deep on the defensive side of the ball to come help out on the build-up play. And I love mm-hmm. seeing that from a striker because he could get up and down the field relatively quickly. Our biggest mm-hmm. issue is just kind of like staying healthy at this point. I mean, this two-week break is going to help Pellegrini kind of get healthy. We're going to need him if yeah. uh, he can uh, come in for Inter, uh, for Coppa Italia. Mm. Matt, so let me tell you, man. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, let me tell you, when we gave up Lukaku to Chelsea... I was on my knees. I was like, if we can bring in Tammy Abraham, if we can bring in Tammy Abraham, I knew we could make it work. Um, the big physicality and also the speed is such a lethal combo when you come to Serie A because it's a very technical league. And we saw with Hakimi too, Hakimi and Lukaku, they can just kind of overpower, outpace these these very technical players that position themselves well. But if you go man-to-man on some of them, they can't really handle that. So Premier League players do a pretty good job. And uh, Conte kind of revealed that. Even Ashley Young came in and he was looking good at yeah. a, in Serie A. So it's just that kind of that mismatch almost. And, and Alexis found new life yeah. uh, as well. Mm. And then hopefully, hopefully he stays healthy. Uh, I, I, always, I, I always freak out, as I'm sure you do as well, Rocky. Anytime you have an international break, Terrible things <laughs> always happen when Alexis goes over to South America. Uh, I, I I forget the name of the Chile coach. I, uh, I I I remembered it recently, but I forgot it. But he must run that dude into the fucking ground. And obviously, we know Alexis is older and injury prone. But it's like one hundred percent every time that guy goes over to South America for an international break. Injury, injury, one hundred. Korea, same thing. And Korea is already injured, so he can't get injured on the international break. This is a, a really good question that. Ivano uh, put in, uh, and you know, mm-hmm. I'm not too surprised with his own answer. And we all have our biases here, uh, but Ivano uh, says, 
fully fit, who's better, Spinazzola or Gosens? Let me, let me start with Spinozola. you. Yeah, you guys know where I'm leaning on this one, Spinazzola. Um, we saw exactly. When is he ever fully healthy, team. though? Aha. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, <laughs> no, you can't so, say that, man. No way. He's yeah. been, he, for the most part, he's been healthy with Roma. He was an injury prone at Juventus. Once he left Juventus, he got he he his form changed a lot at Roma. I can't. Which uh, which is which is shocking considering how we've been literally an Achilles uh, ACL graveyard out at uh, Trigoria. But um, <laughs> I, 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 I take Spinazzola. You see what he can do at his best. Fully fit, I, I go Spinazzola over Gosens. I, I probably okay. do as well. I'm just talking a little trash. What about you, Rocky? Would, do you take Gosens or Spina? Listen, I think Spinazzola is a more technical player. So it depends on the type of ball you're trying to play. I'm a big fan of bully ball, all right? I like a physical man that's going to just take that ball and just run it down a tractor. Um, so I think Gosens Dumfries, kind of that, that double pivot that we're about to have out on the wings, that's insane. That's power and pace right there. Personally, it depends on the team, but I'm, I'm going to go Gosens on this one. I'm going to go Gosens on this one just because I think we're really about to see what he can do now too. He's going to unleash himself. Jerry, you said Spinazzola, right? Wow. Man, the guy's been injured a lot actually at Roma. That, that's yeah, what I'm yes, saying. Yeah, he hasn't really yeah, Knee injuries and then yeah. the the Achilles issue that he's had. So yeah, he's had like, a lot. Yeah. He's, he has flashes of brilliance, but oh, yeah. if, you, if you're not going to play, and of course when, the question is fully fit, but still, it's like I don't know. When did he Gosens. arrive at Roma? Uh, Eighteen, maybe something like that. I remember, remember when he almost uh, came to Inter, Dono. He was on the. He was literally at Inter. He, he, he was literally at Inter. And then Marotta is like, I maybe Beppe Marotta, who he does so many other things. Maybe he's a part-time doctor. Like he looked over the X-rays. He's like, no, sir. <laughs> Wish he could have done that back. for Sensi, bro. How did they miss Sensi? How did they let uh, Sensi and uh, Correa slip through I, that? I think yeah. it was in the, the the Luca Pellegrini swap. We sent Luca Pellegrini over, I think, for Spinazzola. Yes, you're right. Yeah, it was a good deal, man. And you guys got thirty million yeah. for that yeah. deal. Or did you? Yeah. Luca Pellegrini is going to be a baller, though. It's a real shame that Juventus isn't giving him the appropriate chance that he deserves. Did you guys? But see, that's the argument. That's the problem with Juventus. And like when we had spoken earlier about that uh, Fiorentina sending players over, Bernardeschi Mm. got sent to an absolutely stacked Juventus. There's no way he was going to continue his development. That's the biggest problem with Juventus. You get all these players. Where do you play half of them? Half of them don't even see the field sometimes. Like Bernardeschi. Bro, I'm so mad. Yeah. It's from on the bench. Moise Keane, yeah, like, he had a great season at PSG. And mm-hmm. Allegri is just kind of refusing to let him really gain that steam. He's like, he's he's not letting Moise Keane or Morata fully establish themselves in that striker role. And that's the big thing with, and you went, you said, you were talking about this earlier, Mass, where you're saying, you know, Juventus could have spent the money better. Let Morata and Moise Keane handle that striker position. Neither of them is perfect right now. But stick with one of them and see what happens because they can still win you games, especially for the type of ball that Allegri is playing. He's not really yeah. looking for one guy to have all the goals. Just look at the seasons he's had when he won the Serie A. He doesn't need that one guy scoring everything. Here, Here's uh, Spinozola's injury history. So since he, I think he hardly played at Juventus because I see that he was at Atalanta for the most of, the, the most of his mm-hmm. career before he got sold. But uh, 2018-19, he had one one game off. So I'm guessing it was a knee injury, it says. So I guess that, that was the first year he was with Roma, and it did well. 2019, 23 games. No, four games. So another good season he had. 
And then mm-hmm. 2020, 2020, last year, it started to hit him. 7, 12, 16. He missed 17 games last year due to injury. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And and I think this year now, he's missed 33. So Curse. He's a cursed player. It, it, I'm curious to see how he comes back from his injury because he's gone through Achilles tendon rupture, biceps Primoris muscle injury, thigh problems, again biceps tearing. Did you get an ACL in muscle. there too? I, I feel like he definitely has an ACL, ACL in there. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he definitely yeah. Definitely yeah. cruciate right. ligament yeah. surgery, 2017. Uh, yeah, yeah because and, and 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 that was why uh, Inter didn't complete the swap. They were worried about the ACL because he was recovering from that at that time. It was but, so funny because I remember they posted pictures of him and he was like looking angry. And that's before people knew that the move fell through. Yeah, like, he doesn't even want to be there. He hates Inter, and <laughs> the move just done. I'll, I'll tell you though, another one like uh, you know, and, and Inter obviously they they you know when they got. Um, uh, you know, when they got Nangalan, he also did not look happy to be there. Like from from the day he, he arrived, do, do, do you remember that video? They, they were doing like hype videos, like he was in yeah. front of. This was before COVID and everything. Like he was like in front of like the Corva and all the Inter fans were outside when he took his medical. Yeah, and like they handed him a scarf, and like he wouldn't yeah. put an Inter scarf on. It's like, why is this guy even here? I guess he just chose Inter over fucking China or something. Like he didn't really want to be there. He, he, did, he didn't want to leave. He didn't, ridiculous. he didn't want to leave. Oh, he, he didn't, didn't want to leave, leave Roma. Roma. You're right. You're no, right. he didn't want to leave Roma at all. Yeah, the, 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 the only one that wanted to leave was uh, was Jekko. Jekko seemed very happy, but Nangolan, no, <laughs> not at all. Nangolan is not a serious professional. He's proven that time and time again. He had a lot of loyalty to Roma, but I think yeah. the biggest reason why he wanted to stay was because he opened a restaurant there. Like, come on, let's talk about this guy. He's, he's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and, and it's such a waste of talent. He, The skill and the talent that he had, he could have been such a big player. And he had a few key moments at Inter. But he really should have respected the badge more, respected the shirt more. And usually I don't care. Personally, I don't care what you do in your private life. You can say fuck Inter all you want if you're at home. I really don't care. But at the end of the day, you're coming to this club. It's time for you to put the performances when you have the shirt on at least. And don't come up late to practice and, and drunk and then get kicked off. It's like it's and ridiculous. Bro, he never stops smoking. It's like, okay, you can get away with that. Like when you're in your 20s, like you can probably get away with being a professional footballer as a chain smoker. But once your yeah. lungs get to be in their 30s, like your, the, the, your 30-year-old body has like 50-year-old lungs at that mm. point. Like you can't expect to play into your 30s at a high level when you smoke. Man, I miss Zaniolo. I wish we had Zaniolo still. Mass. what are your yeah. thoughts on Zaniolo this season, man? How, how do you think he's readjusting he, coming back from injury? He's been slowly getting his uh, his footing back. You see it a bit. Obviously, yeah. it's tough coming back from two ACL injuries, right? Back to back like that. He's missed mm-hmm. literally two years of two years of of, of playing time. Um, I liked what I saw last game against uh, Empoli. He got mm-hmm. a goal. So he, he's slowly finding his footing. It's just a matter of managing him and not. Like that was the Letting biggest worry I had at the, yeah. Like that was the big issue at the beginning of the season. We were seeing that Mourinho was basically rolling the same lineup, and I think one game he even just cramped out in the middle of a game, and he got yeah. walked off. So it's a matter of just mm-hmm. kind of like handling his workload because, like, I'm starting to see the flashes of Zaniolo again that we got yeah. when he first got on the field against Sassuolo, and he he wowed us right out the gate with that goal. Oh, so man, what a talent! Yeah, what a goal. I, I rate him so highly. I think the big thing for him this season, people are like making fun of him, saying he hasn't scored enough. I mean, he doesn't look serious anymore. The big thing for me, let this kid have one healthy season. Just let him get out there every, you know, every game, every other game, get off the bench. Just let him complete the season healthy, and you'll see the real Zaniolo again in no time because that talent is not going to disappear. The talents like that no. don't – he's a generational talent as far as I'm concerned. 
think about it. Even with injury, without injury, I think he can really get back to his best. But we'll see. It takes time, man. Yeah, it takes time. It takes time. You guys, Yeah. the guys missed basically two seasons. Yeah. Like, I think people are forgetting that. Like, it's not – it's not it's not easy to overcome like it takes time to get that muscle back it takes time to get that rhythm back it takes time to get that mentality back like you gotta think every time he goes in that corner you don't think he's a little nervous that he might get injured he might get slide tackle it's like he has to kind of adjust his game a bit too now because one one i think one more serious injury and that could be the end for him you don't know right I'm not a doctor, so I don't want to knock on one. I don't know. Like I don't know, but when you've heard two different, two separate knees, and it's like in the span of two years, it's it, it's. But you gotta give him credit, man, because the guy's showing. He bounced back. Yeah, he's bouncing back. Yeah. And, and he's and he's. That's hard. I banter him for fun on Twitter, but when I, I don't banter him. Like I don't like the people who who kind of slander him and, and kind of laugh at him for having an injury where. It could be to any player of your team too. Like, it's sad to see what has happened to him and for him for himself because he's still young. What is he? 22, mm-hmm. 23? Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't want to see talent like that just go to waste. Um, and I, and and I don't think he's gonna leave Roma. I think he'll stay. He'll renew his contract. I don't I don't think that that's gonna be mm-hmm. an issue. Like people are saying, he's going to Juventus. All of a sudden, fucking Juventus no. is going <laughs> to buy the whole the whole city. Yeah, but I want to go back to Spinozola. I never got to say my answer to Alex. Oh sure, sure. Alex, I think he would be a good fit at Inter. I think he is a, a perfect Simone Inzaghi player. Oh, Gosens, you mean? Uh, Spinozola. I think oh, he's what? perfect because that's not going to help me. He's not coming. No, I'm saying because you asked <laughs> me who is, you said who is better. Who would who would I rather pick? You asked. Before. Oh sure, who, just in general yeah, though, but like, not if you're not if you're. Yeah, I, I I'm I think that he is good offensively. He 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 has that ability that that Inzaghi likes a lot, where he can really drive the ball forward and get into the final third and get into those tacking areas. Mm. And and I I don't watch enough Ghosts to to say yeah he's the wrong player. I don't want to say that. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disrespect him, but. I'll say this, Beppe Marotta, I never question his deals, man. And 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 I won't question him about Korea because it wasn't it wasn't a, a Beppe Marotta signing. Yeah. So well, and, and the other yeah. thing, the other thing about Korea that I think people forget or it's easy to get it overshadowed. Um, I, I think that they were going to bring in Turam over Korea, and then Turam picked up an injury, yeah. and it was no longer an option. So then now they we panic okay. bought Korea. Like yeah, then they panic bought Korea. If we can't, if like, we can't crazy. buy Turam, all right, we got this. We got this money from you know because they made two massive sales. We, <laughs> we got some money. money to burn. <laughs> yeah, let's go get Simone, his guy, because I'm sure Simone wanted to work with Korea, but he wasn't. He wasn't the first choice. Man. I'll answer this, and you guys can piggyback on me if you want. Sure. Um, Luis Felipe, it's been a good season from him. Um, I think that anybody who goes from the three-five-two to the four-three-three is gonna have to adjust. Yeah. And I'll, and my primary example will always be Milan Screenyard. Yes. Going from the going from a back four to a back three. Yeah. Um, it took him a while. He earned the respect of Conte, and I think it's kind of similar traits where similar situation where Felipe kind of started slow, but has really started to become that leader in the back end. Mm. And I and I actually compiled some stats today 
Well, actually, I'm going to retweet out tomorrow, but I'll say them here now because since we're talking about it, right? Um, so I was doing this before. So he ranks fourth in clearances with 78. He ranks third in accurate own half passes with 795. Um, ranks fifth in accurate passes with 1,132. And ranks fifth in total passes with 1,238. So I think that the overall game, those are some – Key statistics I I, I, I kind of got as yeah. a defender. You want a guy who can make accurate passes. You want a guy who can pass the ball in his own half, and especially not then there's football. Yeah, yeah, like like that's those are kind of things that that are very his clearances. Like those are key, man. But I I, I I've been reading that he is going to sign an extension with Lazio, and that it should be done this week. Um, hmm. I'll believe it. I'll believe it when I see it. But we'll I'll, see. I'll, I'll I'll remain optimistic. It seems as if here's the thing. Does he become a starter at Inter? It's not. It's not guaranteed that Stefan De Vrij is sold this summer. I think it, he's going to be out. I'm pretty sure. But I think yeah. he and I think he. Uh, I think De Vrij is a bit overrated by Interista too, and we can get into that in a bit. But well, he's uh, also like the thing is what? He, he's he's no! what is he, he's almost mid thirties now. Yeah. Um, I, I I think if anything, he might just not be aging that great. He's not and Jerry, aging like yeah. Bellini is aging. And Jerry, that's not to say that DeVry is a bad player. Because when you when I call people overrated, people are like, oh, like they'll lose their mind. DeVry is overrated simply because he plays between Bastoni and Milan Skriniar in the safest mm-hmm. center back position. Probably the best center back job you could ask for in world football, honestly. Um, and oh, you, you know what? We he's saw not, he's not, he's not nearly there. as old as I thought, by the way. He's only 29. No 29? excuse. 29, no excuse. Right? I thought he was like 32. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, he's like 29. Yeah. But the whole thing is, it's like if I can see Ranocchia come in there and not, he hasn't played like that much football in general and just come right in there and be comfortable, that shows yeah. you how easy that job is. You know, that's one of the easiest jobs in world football right now. Um, and that's not to say, again, I'm not saying he's a bad player. I just don't think he's Inter's best defender. And I think we could afford to lose him if the right price came in. Yeah. I think Luis Felipe would be an amazing piece of business on a free. Great ball playing defender, and and I don't think we'd really be regressing from Devry. If anything, it might even be an upgrade in the end. Well, well, no, and, and, and to your point, like if if if, if, Inter, if Inter were going to lose any any of the starters from that back three, losing either of the other two would be catastrophic. I mean, losing oh my Skriniar, god, losing Skriniar would be like mm. oh, we're going to drop multiple spots in the table, right? Yeah, losing Bastoni, it's like hey, like we're losing you know a guy who's already super talented and is so young, going to be like oh, one of the goodness. next one of the next great Italian defenders. So like losing yep. either of those guys would be a catastrophe. And like you're saying, losing Devry, it's like all right we can replace him exactly um and honestly can i say one thing that conte did the thing that probably rubbed me the, the most wrong about what conte did the biggest piece of terrorism he's ever done is when he put milan Skriniar in the left center back role and mm. decided to play godin in the right center back role when yeah. diego godin first of all he was already old at that point but his entire career diego godin has played as a left center back and he displaced Skriniar, and Skriniar has always preferred his right foot, always. When him, when DeVry came in, he was having trouble adjusting to the left center back role in the back four as well. Um, so then he made he made the Skriniar look like he was finished, like he was a clown or something. And then all of a sudden, you see Skriniar slot back in the right, and ne- not a step missed. So, Mr. Antonio Conte, I'm speaking to you right now, wherever you are in the slums of London right now, my friend. Probably crying to pictures of Lautaro as you watch Harry Kane's ice cold, ugly eyes. All right, brother, I'm talking to you right now. If Rocky Bobby from Twitter.com knew that Bastoni would start games over Godin and you still decide to start Godin as a left set, as a right center back, it, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense, bro. I'm talking to you, Conte. 
That's what's real. You know what's real? Tell me. Lazio can't sell fucking Verici. That <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> that son of a bitch. <laughs> Fuck my life. You guys are all fucking buying players. Listen, We're getting Jerry, rid I of Fatio uh, before I you guys can get I rid gave of you a hard time about Morici. I was wrong, Jerry. All right, I, this is the first time ever Rocky Bobby's admitting on live air, so don't nobody clip this. <laughs> but this is the first L I'm willing to take, and I do owe Jerry Mancini an apology. All right, I gave this guy hell. I was under every quote tweet. I was saying, Jerry Mancini, you're tripping on Morici. He's gonna be a monster, but I was wrong. All right, Morici, there's no saving you, bro. Quit football, man. No, it's 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 frustrating because he played so good in in the Copa Italia against Udinese, and I'm mm. like, yeah, okay, I thought he was gonna have a good game, and he did, but I'm like, why can't this be more consistent? Like, I'm like, you, it, it's not even the skill level; it's the hustle, it's the effort. Like, mm. he, it's the mentality of his game where he just gives up way too easily, and it's like you really gotta be stronger, man. Like, like. You've been doing this for a while. I know everyone says the Turkish league is not it's is two steps down compared to City. Yeah, absolutely. But it's 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 frustrating to see how bad of a player he can be. Like hmm. it's it's listen, it's, I'm done. I'm I've realized the only time I ever am wrong, you know, and this is a very humble flex, but the only time I'm ever wrong is when I speak about Albanian players, man, because I'm speaking with bias. <laughs> So you know what? I'm done watching Albanian players. I'm done giving my opinions on these guys. All right. No, no, they're, done they're, with it. I love Strakosha, Albanian. Fucking love. I him. love him too, but <laughs> he's very bad. What? Jerry, he's very bad for the national team, though. Strakosha, like I love him. I'm not sure he does really? incredible on the national team. He's he's atrocious. He's wow. atrocious. And wow, Berisha is better on the national team than uh, Strakosha. Velan? Yeah. Love oh, no, 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 no. Etrid Berisha, the the goalkeeper. Oh, he's great. And I think played a lot too. Yeah, he's played a lot too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What about Vilan Berisha? Does he play? For... He plays for Kosovo, uh, oh, okay. and he's, he plays really well for the national team. He plays well when he plays. That was just a, again another bad signing by Lazio, bringing a guy in that just didn't suit him. He never got the fair chance either. But like, I liked him too. I backed him up. I never ripped on that guy. Like, even when he screwed <laughs> up against Celtic, man, we throw mm. a fucking guy in, okay, who has hardly played. Let's put him in a big situation, and what does he do? He hoofs the ball back towards Strakosha. Like, what did you think was gonna happen? Like, we lost Dano. What happened to oh. Dano? Oh, he's doing something. <laughs> he turned himself off. I think. I Dano know. quit the show. Dano quit the show because we're talking about Morici, ladies. Fucking like, uh, I, I, uh, it's, it's frustrating, <laughs> man. Husai is a decent player. He's a backup to me. It, it Manuel Lazzi should be the starter. It's crazy like, how good Husai was when uh, when he was at Napoli with Sari and when he was at Empoli with Sari. That's probably why Sari brought him. Like that's kind of his guy, um, but he still hasn't been able to replicate that form. It's been oh, tough, man. Like it's Kumbula. Look, Kumbula has more goals than Ricci. Oh like... yeah, Mass. Give me your thoughts on Kumbula, bro. Hey, real, real, real quick. Can you guys hear me? Hmm. So I'm probably gonna cut yeah. out at any second. I'm I'm having some computer shenanigans here. My uh -oh. freaking very expensive macbook pro it is kind of old but very expensive i have it plugged into power but apparently like my power cord is freaking dead so it's not charging so i'm at three percent battery now so I i'm gonna lose you fellas at any second here oh no we're losing him he's lagging yo you better you better get that fixed for tomorrow dono we got a big show tomorrow bro you're the main event <laughs> 
Um, you're still here. Let, let, by, by the way, you're here, you're real here. quick, Racky. Let, let people Yo. know. Uh, let people know where they could find me on with you tomorrow. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, at CivitasFC on Twitter.com. At CivitasFC, you'll be able to find our website and everything. What we are is we're a DAO. This is a decentralized autonomous organization. And if you know about Web three and crypto a bit, essentially what we're trying to do is we're trying to bring the power back to the fans using Web three. Right now, we're in Web 2, so I'll give everybody just a brief rundown. Right now, we're in Web 2. Corporations and the government really controls social media, how we perceive things, how we see things. What we're trying to do with Web 3 is we're trying to break down that barrier, and we're trying to let fans have a real say in their football team. So Civitas FC is coming together, and we're trying to buy a, a football team. We're trying to purchase a football team. Um, and if we could have done that to get Salinitana, that would have been crazy. That's a good bit of business if we started this a year earlier. So we're just a little bit late. But uh, my man Dono's going to be on with us tomorrow. We're going to chat some crypto, chat some ball. I know Dono's a big uh, Bitcoin guy, so we're excited to have him on and, and uh, chat a bit. Yeah, I, I got I got my hands in in several different cryptos, but I do have I'm I'm not I'm not a lunatic, so I do have most of my portfolio mm. in Bitcoin. Like I'm not I, I know some of these people that are like, <laughs> oh, for, forget about that. You're not going to make any money in Bitcoin. You've got to find like the tiny altcoin with like an eight hundred thousand dollar market cap. And that's going to shoot 8 million percent and you're going to be a trillionaire. It's like, mm. I don't fuck with a lot of those. Like, I, I keep my mm -hmm. money in mostly reliable projects, but a few crazies here and there. Like, I've got some Doge, mm -hmm. which is not even that crazy. It's kind of mainstream now. Some yeah, Shiba, Doge is mainstream. Which yeah. is kind of main yeah, those are all mainstream now. I, I don't it's have safe, anything but crazy Those are yet. smart. Those are still smart yeah. moves, you know? And yeah, as, exactly. as the industry grows, though, then you'll see which one the big ones are and what comes to the surface. But yeah, we're super excited to have you on tomorrow, man. I'm, oh, I'm really yeah, excited. Ple pleasure, pleasure is all mine, man. I hope I, I hope <laughs> I can figure out how to charge my computer between now and then. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Mass, bro, what, what were you, what were you gonna say about Kumbula, man? Uh, he's been all right. I mean, the thing is, is I'm not gonna judge him with the time we when we had gotten him when uh, Fonseca was there, and under mm -hmm. Mourinho, we've only seen him sparingly, but. He's been pretty okay the few times I've seen him. I need I need more of a sample size. I think that's the bigger issue here. There's not enough uh, enough of a sample size. The problem is, is like he's also been injured. Like our yep. backline, yep. our backline can't stay healthy. Smalling's been having problems with injuries. Uh, Kumbula, to the point where even like last year we were starting Cristanti at center back. You know what I mean? Like that's that's just as much as you can tell from how healthy our backline's been. So. Uh, Give him time. I mean, I think he was a. I don't remember if it was a loan or a loan or option to buy. Uh, I, I think you might have still... purchased. I think you might have purchased because he was insane and insane form when he was at Hellas Verona. So I believe you purchased him. He just I'm hasn't been able to replicate that form yet. Let me just take a look now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I can't, I couldn't remember the um, the details of that uh, that move there. Yeah, no, at the time it seemed like an incredible move. I wanted Kumbula very badly at Inter, and that's just not my oh, not being sure. biased. We needed we needed that um we needed that depth that we needed some some help at the back line there. That was the mm. biggest issue. And then the thing is is he also, like everyone else, has gotten bitten with a bit of an injury bug. So Mourinho's um, been kinda on his ass a bit too. Which sometimes it's which, almost like I, I feel like when Mourinho is on someone's ass, it's also almost like a shine, sign of love. Like, I believe in you. That's why I'm riding you so hard. Because uh, when he first came to Roma, he was given, like, the bench players especially, he was kind of giving them a tough time. 
especially after that Bodo Glimp game. Some would say he was throwing them under the bus. I think he kind of was in the way he was speaking. But at the same time, you can look at it differently, where Mourinho kind of rides the players that he believes in but aren't quite there yet. And I feel like Kumbula could develop under Mourinho still. There's hope. For sure. But the thing is with Mourinho is that when no one understands, it's a lot of tough love. If he's riding your uh, riding yeah. a player yep. on purpose, yep. it's, it's because he does see potential in them and he wants them to be better. So um, that's the thing. He's it's not well received by certain players. It takes a certain type of character to play for Mourinho and to kind of deal with mm -hmm. that kind of uh, um, type of uh, coach, right? Like you see it with every other team. So it, 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 everyone has their own different styles and Mourinho is more of that tough love. Like he'll, he'll, whenever he has to defend his players, he will though. Like that's, that's not a problem. But when he does, when it, when everyone's like, oh, like he's throwing them under the bus, he's looking for an excuse. Like, no, no, no. He expects better out of them, and that's his way of showing it. So, yep, one hundred percent. Fucking Rocky. I mean, uh, Lord Fugle makes me fucking die. Man. <laughs> oh, Jerry on Interscudido this year. You get oh, to he's wear back. Inter shirt with he's cereal back. milk. Hey. Shout out to the cereal milk, Lord Figo. You always fuck, got man. the good stuff, bro. You always got the good stuff. Good guy, Lord, man. Lord Figo is the man. I don't take this guy serious anymore. I used to. Hey, respect him, bro. Respect him. What are you talking about? I don't take him serious, though. He just rips on me, but I, I think it's all like love. <laughs> you know he means it with love, though. Like he, he actually I don't, I don't even care. Really like you. I like to know what he smokes, man. He's on good, some good shit, man. Like fucking whatever he drinks, <laughs> eats. I don't know what the fuck he's on, man. It's fucking got to be good stuff. That's all I know. Like, you man, need a Twitter was a off. different place when the Lord was on it. Twitter was a different animal, yeah, bro. Lord Figo could just pop God. off any minute. Back yeah, in when's the day. it back on this fucker? I don't know. Figo, bro, you got to find a way around Jack and, and the Twitter uh, communists over here, bro. Like, get well, on get on Twitter, bro. Find a way. Didn't Jack quit? Like, Jack Jack quit to focus <laughs> on his crypto. He doesn't even work at the at, uh, at, uh, at Jack? Who are these Jack? You don't know who Jack is, bro? He's, he's at Jack. He's like the Twitter OG, like the yeah. banner of banners. He, he's, he's, yeah. uh, he's the feds. Jack is the feds. I was on Twitter two and a half years ago. I started. I didn't know. I didn't even know that cultural Twitter existed. My life was mm -hmm. more normal when I first got back from Europe and I got back into soccer, slash football. And I didn't know about Twitter. And I actually enjoyed watching games and not having to worry about the fucking five million people on Twitter who everyone thinks their opinion is so important that they have to like be heard because if they don't say it, it's like oh my god. But like. But bro, I just go on Twitter Twitter to laugh. Like, there's just so many characters, and so you just enjoy it. Now. It's so no, fun, but it's funny. It's like, who cares? Like, you don't know these. No, you're people, right. Jerry. You know, I, at the end of the day, no, who cares? But when I first got into Twitter, culture, yeah. it was actually people having like there was banter, but there was actual like opinionated people who can talk. Now, two years, yeah, later, yeah, it's like. F you, man. You are Juventus. F you, man. You're Inter. Oh, F you, man. You're Milan. Meanwhile, I'm in the background. And, and, and I show this love to Inter because, like, Inter fans just don't bash on Jerry, them. everyone's got you, like, as a fan of, like, four different teams right now. Every yeah. time you comment on a team, they add, they add it to your teams that you support. It's like, God forbid I can say something nice about Milan. God forbid I can say something nice about Juventus. God forbid <laughs> oh, I can man. say something positive about Atalanta. It's like, oh, he's an Atlanta fan. It's like, no. Listen, this oh. is why I'm glad. This is why I'm glad I don't host like an actual culture podcast because I'm then I'm allowed to be biased. You know, I can say whatever I want. But when you're IFTV, like these guys have to walk on eggshells. 
And there's always people in the comment section hating. They're like, oh, these guys are pro Inter. And then Juventus fans like, and sorry, then an Inter fans like, oh, these guys are pro Juve. So it's like, yeah. how can they be pro Inter and pro Juve? Obviously, yeah. you know, people want to be offended by something. So everyone's got this theory. They're like, oh, they're pro Milan. Like, no, bro. It's like they're just a media and they talk about different stuff that's going on in the game. Yeah, I mean, the, they the, do. For, for the way that I look at it, and I think Jerry Jerry does this as well, is like, um, I'm I'm not shy about the biases that I have. I mean, it's pretty obvious if you see what's behind me that I do have biases, mm-hmm. and it's impossible to turn them off completely because I'm too passionate about the game. Like, I, I I try to like listen. I I despise Juventus, but I give Juventus credit when they deserve credit. I actually think the Vlahovic move is a good move. I gave him credit for it. Um, people can either accept me to say, hey, like this is an Interista who's sometimes going to be actually somewhat complimentary of other clubs and I'm not just going to hate on everybody. But yeah, listen, if, if somebody can't accept the fact that I'm not going to pretend that I don't have biases because some people do that. Like some people try to do shows where it's like, well, I'm just going to give the news and I'm not going to have any sort of biases whatsoever. I don't even <laughs> want people to know what club I support. I'm just going to look at this completely objectively. Like, then you're not being yourself. Be a real human. It's like, you know, be a real human, all right? Yeah. Well, it's like a tweet I saw the other day. Why did Italy sign uh, Daniele De Rossi? What a waste. You know, and, and our boy Sansone. Fucking. I was like, and I responded to him. I go, bro, are you kidding me? Daniele De Rossi won a World Cup. The guy has the 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 mentality that this team needs in order to kind of get out of that slump, if anything. He brings qualities to the table. Like, and yeah, he's a Roma player, but I don't care. I think I respect him as a Roma player too, because I think that the guy was a great player. But I'm not gonna be biased and say, hey, he's shit because he played for Roma. It's like, mm. no, you you have to respect who's good too, though. Like and, yeah. and he was a good player, but like, yeah, I, I just hate when I'm when I'm when I'm called an Inter fan because I'm not an Inter fan. I don't hate them. I don't like them. I'm just don't care. They don't like. I've all I'll say you all care a little bit, Jerry. You care about us a little bit. Come on, Jerry. We're your second okay. team. We're your second well, team. <laughs> if I had to, you know what? They're not my second team. But if I had to choose a second team, yes. If I had to choose a second team. I have no issue with them, but like, it's not my second team. Like, I, I'm only Lazio, but Inter Inter's never bothered me. Like, they've never their fans have never even when I rip on Inter, I don't get I don't get a stick back from Inter fans saying, "Hey, you're a piece of shit." Oh, you're this. Oh, you're that. I I, I tweet about I banter and say Juventus one thing, and it's like all of a sudden it's like meltdown Juve. Juve is. Something about their fan base, they're so fragile. Soft. Like say, they are the softest shit, fan base man. on the planet. Oh, it's man. It's like, bro, relax. It's, <laughs> it's a joke. You don't have to cry. It's a joke. Man. Like, chill. <laughs> you don't own the team. <laughs> don't worry. You got your nine school decks in a row. You lost to Inter. I guess they took your pride away. I don't know what the fuck happened when you guys did to them, but they haven't been the same they- since you guys won the school deck, though. You guys broke them after taking that Scudetto. Like, that entire fan base is... Listen, it was, it was a long time building, bro. Yeah. <laughs> we were waiting for this moment. It was boiling up. Um, <laughs> oh, look at that. Dono's back in the nice setup. Oh, he almost doubled up, too, at two different points of POVs yeah. there. I, I, I had to remove myself and add myself. Listen, uh, I, I'm, I'm exhausted of juggling between computers. I want to give everybody a chance to plug everything that they're working on. Uh, Jerry, I'll, I will start with you, man. 
Uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, I, I don't know. There's nothing official about that, but like the, the Kurvas and, and the fans do, uh, do consider themselves sister clubs, but Jerry, let people know, man. <laughs> we know I, why. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we know why. Hey, listen, man, yeah. who, who, whoever said fashion, fascism doesn't bring people together. Like you can't say, you can't say it doesn't bring people together. <laughs> Donna, you're going to get us canceled, bro. What is this, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta hide my face, bro. <laughs> you know what, man? Um, I wrote a piece about why Lazio shouldn't write. So I shouldn't sell manual Lazio. We'll see what happens, but uh, I got that for the Laziale, and uh, we'll be on a pod with Stephen Chiavelli tomorrow at the new pod he started. I forgot what it's called. I apologize, Steve. I'm not able to kind of vouch, but we're talking about the USA versus Canada game. And oh. is it kicks and kicks and picks? No, is it that one? Um, the one that they started yeah. with the betting. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's what nice. it is. Kicks and picks. What's your competition there, Mass? I'm I'm on team uh, daily stakes. Uh, uh, we're eventually gonna dabble in some cultural. It's coming once the NFL. Yeah, is yeah over, kicks so and picks. Keep your eyes for that. Yeah. yeah, I love it. So I don't know. Um, we're gonna be talking about Canada, USA, and well, yeah, that's about it. I don't really care about Canada that much. I'll watch it, but uh, yeah, you, you, you know, it's there. They make it, they make it. They don't, they don't, I guess. But um, but yeah, I'm not a fucking Inter fan, for fuck's sakes. I'm going to keep on freaking writing this agenda, I swear to God. Fuck, the God forbid. to talk ball, man. Just let him talk ball. You guys, you guys rag on yeah. it too much. This inter this Twitter freaking you can only cheer for one team and you can only love one team and blah blah blah. It's like fuck it, which is ridiculous in itself because half of the cultural Twitter accounts I follow, you click on their Twitter bio and they've got a team in every country. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, pick okay, a team. What, what is it pick then, a, man? Pick a and especially like if if you're cheering for teams in the same continent, what do you do if they face each other in Champions League, Europa's League, Europa League, or you know with Roma in that Conference League? What do you do if you face them? We call that we call that the hooligan conundrum. Shout out to hooligan. Yeah, shout out the, to hooligan, the, the, the goat of every team. <laughs> yeah, but he's on. got he's got thirty teams in his bio. It's crazy. <laughs> why not? Why, why not? not? Why not? not be yeah, why not? He should be. He should be a Oh, Faraz, bro, you're wildin', bro. Listen, if Higuain, listen, let me tell you something. If Higuain holds the record in Serie A yeah. for most goals scored in a season, I think Chiro Mobley is allowed to be a copy credit in the air winner. He's also, Higuain also has the record for most hamburgers beaten, e eaten. I know that uh, <laughs> Weston McKinney tried to take that record when he got to Juventus, but Higuain, man, I'd... That guy, that guy plays now in my neck of the woods. He he enjoys uh -oh. uh, he he enjoys that uh, fine Argentinian cuisine that you could find around Miami. He enjoys it a little How, bit. How's he much. doing, Dono? Do you enjoy watching him play? Uh, no, I don't, <laughs> and I don't know if he still is. But when he arrived, they made him the highest paid player in MLS. Oh my god! I, they were paying him per kilogram, I think, but they made him the <laughs> highest paid player in MLS. I'm like, are you seriously? Seriously, listen, he's he's had some good games and some good moments, but it's one of those things where if he has a decent game, the fanboys are like, see, see, you guys said he wasn't good. He actually scored a goal today, usually off a set piece and usually missed three sitters. You see, Higuain did something. It's like, bro, highest paid player in the league. Nah, that ain't it. There were times mm. that his brother, who just retired, who was like 40, 
Uh, Federico, he, they, they both played together. There were some games when Federico Higuain, who was like pushing 60, would have better games than Gonzalo. And it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what, what about you, Mass? Let people know what they can find um, at the Daily Stakes and everything you're working on. So you can find us, uh, you can find me at masterichel.tds. Uh, you can find us at the Daily Stakes across the board on all social media. Uh, we basically take uh, betting, but uh, from a more analytical uh, perspective. So we kind of break down everything with all these, uh, with all the trends, and we kind of just digest it, regurgitate it to you, to the to the people to understand better. Um, we got a podcast that comes out every Thursday at 9 a.m. So you can catch us at the Daily Stakes podcast. Um, we're recording tomorrow, so we're going to be covering the, uh, the championship, the conference championship games. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we had a crazy weekend with, uh, the last round of games, uh, in the NFL, the divisional, uh, the divisional matchups that were insane. Dude, that um, Buffalo KC game was incredible. Oof, I, was, what a game. I was playing hockey. I was playing hockey outside on a rink. It was like really cold, but like my friends and I literally Very Canadian. Catch that last. <laughs> yeah, we had, we, we're standing out there with Dazin on our phones on the zone, watching the last quarter and overtime, just freaking out, just wow. standing there at minus twenty five, <laughs> on a rink watching it. It was nuts. Uh, what a game! Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully the matchups this week kind of live up to that uh, that hype as well. So we'll see what happens. I love it. And and Racky, uh, pl- plug the pod again, and uh, especially because I'm coming on tomorrow. So please plug it. Pull it for pull it for Dono. So at Civitas FC, and then you guys can find us at CivitasFC.com. So we have our website up. We've got YouTube. So just search up Civitas FC. Uh, we're on all social media right now. What we're really trying to do is we're trying to become a media empire. That's the goal. We want to get our message out there and we want to build a strong community. You know, we're not worried about getting investment right now or getting money right now. What we want is a good core of people. And we want to reward those people. That's the whole point of Web3 and crypto in general is that people get money based on how much they earn. So, for example, we're looking to pull out a token eventually, right? So if somebody's, for example, designing our website, they'd be paid in those future tokens for that website. So everything that we do is to get a strong community now. And then later on, everyone that's in the community doesn't have to pay to be in the community or anything like that. In fact, you'll be rewarded for being there. So it's a really cool project we're working on. We're super excited. And, you know, that's the dream to own a team one day. And, you know, just the sale of selling anytime itself, to me, proved yeah. that it's so feasible. It is. And you know, these opportunities are out there. And what people don't understand with football, there's so many divisions. And you can buy a team for really cheap in a lower division or work them all the way up. So it's really a beautiful project. And DAOs are the future, guys. Decentralized autonomous organizations, that's where everything is going now in sports. Because it's such a good way to run the business. The fans get a, get a real say in the club. They have stake in the club. It's, it's really game-changing. So in the future, you guys are going to be seeing a lot more of that. So, really you know, cool. join up Civitas FC, join the discord and uh, we're, we're happy to have anybody. And I'm looking forward to being on with you guys tomorrow. And yeah, you guys can uh, obviously check out everything we do here on this channel. Uh, Calcio Connection on YouTube. Please subscribe. And if you're here right now, whether you're watching live or you're watching later recorded, uh, smash the like button, hit the like button. It puts us in more people's YouTube timelines. It helps pump up the algorithm. We also release an audio version of these episodes, which is available free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google, wherever you get your pods. So just search Calcio Connection. You'll see our logo, the the black, green, white, and red little soccer ball with the headphones on it. You'll find us there. Make sure you subscribe to the pod. Uh, We have a Patreon page as well. It's uh, couch. It's uh, patreon.com slash calcho connection. 
Uh, I do put out some inter content on there. And so I kind of feel bad for the people who like join up. Like we had a Roma fan join up recently and he's probably like, what the hell is this? Uh, but no, <laughs> it's, it's not only, I, I do release some inter content on there, but if you guys like that, that can be your way of like saying thank you for the show. Cause this, the main shows that we do are free. Uh, so if you do want to donate, you know, something to the channel, cause there are some expenses, uh, that we incur in running this. Uh, so if you do want to make a donation, just mind the intercontent there if you're not into that, but you can, you can make, uh, you can make monthly donations for as little as three us dollars a month at the Patreon page. Uh, so yeah, we will talk to you guys again. Uh, definitely next and a week. Happy if not 37th sooner. birthday to my man, Marco Parolo. Oh, okay. he's the same oh, wow. age as me then. Wow. Oh, it's okay. out. That's a that's a forgotten baller. That's the streets won't forget. That's a streets won't forget player. Guys is respectful, legend. I don't give a shit, man. Mm. Guy worked hard. Good player, man. Like what he did for Italy too. He was he was clutch. So yeah, that's all I want to say. And by the way, I love how <laughs> Lord Rico. I'm gonna tease you when I return. I I love, he he goes after he uh, he bullied our guy uh, Chris as well, who's another Roma supporter. Chris DeSantis. Uh, yeah, I, it, it's all in love, of course. But when Lord Figo speaks, we all listen. So he's he's bullying. We enjoy. We enjoy. <laughs> we enjoy. We enjoy. <laughs> uh, we will talk to you guys again next time on another episode of the Calcio Connection. Podcast.